0: We know you're working hard to build some awesome apps on the Now! platform. Did you know we've got a contest where you can showcase what you've done and win some prizes? In this episode, we speak with some former winners to get their insights to help you be a contender for the future.
1: Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast.
0: Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and curious individuals, and I say that with the utmost love and respect. As always, welcome to or welcome back to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast, where we bring you the latest tools, tips, and tradecraft to accelerate your career. My name is Chuck Tomasi, ServiceNow developer advocate, and I am joined by the one and only the lovely, the smart, the posh programmer herself, senior developer advocate, Lauren McManaman. How are you today, Lauren?
2: I am doing fantastic. How about yourself? Off to a good start, as
0: always. And I am very excited because this time we've got the pleasure of speaking to not one, but two. Two winners of our previous Devi's competition. We're talking to Nia McCash, developer and ServiceNow
3: architect. How are you, Nia? I am doing very well, Chuck. I'm happy to be here on Breakpoint with you and Lauren.
0: Once again, returning guest. We know we're getting a lot of shows when we have returning guests. And we have a new voice with us. This is Guilherme Enriquez. How are you today? Hi, everyone. Nice
1: to see everyone again and happy to be
0: here. I will do my best with your name and I apologize because my Portuguese is worse than any other language I can imitate.
1: <laughs> That's fine. Don't worry about it. The short version of my name is Gi. It just everyone... Well, me usually
0: just says the Done! I'm taking that. <laughs> you, you let me off the hook easy. Yeah. Well, welcome to Breakpoint, as always. Let's begin with some quick introductions. So, ladies first. Nia, tell us a little bit about yourself, if you would.
3: Okay. I'm Nia Makash. I've been working with the ServiceNow platform since about 2016. I started on the Geneva release, And I haven't looked back since. I am a 2023 ServiceNow MVP. Um, I think that's because I try to give back to the community when I can and share knowledge via community articles, participate in community events like Hacktoberfest, which is happening right now. And I would recommend you participate as well. Um, But I also have a six-month-old cockapoo puppy now who keeps me very busy these days. So I haven't had nearly as much time to learn and and share learnings about ServiceNow as I have in the past.
0: The fur baby's getting all the attention to the detriment of our community. And Guy, what is your story? I'm a
1: programmer analyst working at the University of Toronto, Mississauga campus. Most of my job is developing application with ServiceNow, and I've been using it for almost two years. I started using it in 2021, the beginning of 2021.
0: Twenty twenty one Paris. Um, I think it was the Orlando. I don't remember. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was the end of uh, some ver- I forget which one.
0: It's fine. That's fine. Uh, Gee, we've we've come up with a new question here. So I'm interested in hearing both of your your answers to this. We want to hear a story about a time when you did something at work that you thought was so egregious that you would get fired for it.
1: I don't think it was egregious but it was a little challenging for me and stressful at the time. So there was this time when I was making some changes to an application and I was meant to I was meant to do a small demo of it by the end of the day. I was so fixated on attempting to solve this specific issue for a few days now and I just left the easier tasks to the end. Uh, When I was finally able to fix it, it was time for the demo, and the other tasks were still left to be implemented, and I'd forgotten about them by now. We were about to start the demo, and we just had to cancel it straight away because it just wasn't ready. Um, It was really my fault. I could have just changed my approach to this problem. I could have just done the other tasks first instead of headbutting my way through the problem, take my head off the issue, and come back with another mindset. I mean, it wasn't as egregious, but yeah, it was it was kind of challenging. What would you say you learned from that experience? Sometimes it's just better to leave the the harder problem to the end. Maybe think about it before a lot more before trying to figure everything on the way. Give it some thought beforehand, essentially.
0: I would also say I heard in there that you made a decision to defer the demonstration as well. Yes. It wasn't ready; it wouldn't have represented it well. So, that, if that's an option, take it.
1: Of course, of course. And it's just it wasn't ready. It, it had to implement some some ACLs, and it was it was it we were supposed to impersonate some user, and it wasn't meant. To, it wasn't just ready for that yet.
0: So, <laughs> okay. And Nia, this is a new question since you were on last. So I'm curious to hear what your uh, brush with termination is.
3: Um, yeah, this is definitely a new question. And, you know, I I can't think of anything in particular that it, the, the the story that, I, I, that comes to mind is not one that maybe I was going to get fired for, um, but it is one of my uh, more memorable mistakes with the ServiceNow platform. Okay. Uh, when I was first starting out with ServiceNow, a new ServiceNow developer, I mistook the state or choice field values for the sequence. I I thought, oh what a mess. Let me organize this. I'm gonna reorder everything properly. <laughs> and I change the values and I push the change to production only to have fulfillers report to me that Shortly after I had deployed that change, that their closed tickets had magically reopened, and they didn't know why. Oh. <laughs> well, I figured it out pretty quickly, and I knew why. And then I had to quickly deploy another update set to fix my mistake.
0: <laughs> I could see how that would happen. It's like, shouldn't minus one come before, you know, five and all the... Uh.
3: Exactly. <laughs> Sequence and values for choice fields in ServiceNow,
2: not the same thing.
0: Well, it's one of those rare cases where the value is numeric and the label is string.
2: True. It seems a little bit counterintuitive a bit.
0: <laughs> you know, it goes way back when you when you shake your head and go, who, who thought of this?
2: And the other question that we also like to pose to our guests is, "When you, what do you listen to when you are doing ServiceNow development? Guy, I'll start with you.
1: Well, I really enjoy listening to tech podcasts and news. Uh, for instance, I like listening to the WAN show from Linus Media Group, and I like listening to lo-fi music. It just helps me stay focused and relaxed.
3: You know, I'm one of those people that cannot listen to anything when I'm doing dev work. Really? Um, I can't do dev work if I'm bopping to a song I That's like true. That's fair. or if I'm trying to pay attention to a podcast. Um, I, I like to hear myself think, so I tend to work in silence. I might be one of those people in the minority.
0: Not at all. There's times when I really need silence, and there's times when you know the music helps. I I can't, however, listen to something that requires my attention. If it's a podcast, I'll get drawn into it.
2: Now, speaking of being drawn into something, I think it's about time that we draw into our topic of today, which is the Devies. So, before we dive into what amazing work these two guests did on winning this contest, I think it's probably best to define the contest itself for listeners that may not be aware. So the Devies is ServiceNow's Application of the Year Award. Um, The application submission window for this upcoming year opens up actually next week, October 20th. So keep that on your calendars if you're listening to this episode when it comes out as the submissions close on November 10th. So be aware of that. Initially, ServiceNow will review all the submissions of what it, people are thinking has qualifies as the best app of the year, and we will review the vinylists and make a selection by the end of December. From there, if you make it to the finalist segment, those people will additionally make a video for us to review and also endure a grilling session by a panel of ServiceNow experts. The winner selection is always made at knowledge and by always made, uh, so far it's been made at knowledge because uh, there's only been one precedent (laughs) Uh, and they'll also offer a nice happy hour for finalists and things as well. So there is some significant advantages to not only participating in, but winning the ServiceNow Devies Award. So I think the best place to start is the beginning itself. Tell us a little bit about your initial application.
3: So our application uh, is actually a suite of scoped applications. Uh, They present as one in the service portal to students at the University of Toronto, Mississauga. And the app suite allows students to request various services from our office of the registrar. So through this portal, students can request things like an academic advising session, they can request graduation letters, they can request late registration in a course, that kind of stuff. And some of these requests do have a cost associated to them. So we also created a payment gateway integration. Now, our payment gateway is Moneris. Uh, so that students can pay for their requests without leaving the ServiceNow Service Portal. Cool. I know um, Guilherme did a good chunk of the developments for some of the scoped apps, including the, the Moneris integration. Guilherme?
1: Yeah, so I was mostly involved in creating the integration with Monaris as well as uh, the late registration application. Uh, where, our, uh, where our students must fill out a record producer and then pay an, uh, an online fee, all within the Now portal. And then our app synchronizes with Monary services as needed to understand the current status of the payment and proceed from there. Uh, our apps make use of a, a lot of interesting features from ServiceNow, such as the PDF generator and well, to create payments and receipts for the, the students, and letters of enrollments.
0: So take us through the process of your entry and application.
3: So the, the entry, the submission wasn't too bad for us uh, because we had already submitted this application for a couple of other awards. and And submitting for those other awards... We had already collected and summarized um, the data, so things like the personas that are used in the application and the stats that we had, like you know the reduced resolution time, the hours saved for fillers, that kind of stuff. I, I submitted the application for the Devi's on behalf of the team, and I was able to reuse a lot of the content that had already been created for the other awards. It was um, for a lot of sections of the application, a, literally a, a copy and paste job for me. <laughs>
2: as one of the people that saw your initial application, that sincerely helped. One thing that we specified in the requirements was data on your application. And uh, to be blunt, uh, a lot of applications didn't necessarily have the data that was useful for a evaluative standpoint, right? They had some data, but yours was so comprehensive in the overall big picture of the impact your application made. So as potential applicants are probably listening. That's something I, I personally want to drive home is uh, your application is only as good to us, right, as you can sell it. And having those statistics helps so, so much with seeing the impact that these apps make. And if I can just add
3: kudos to you know the rest of the team at uh, U of T Mississauga, because they were the ones who came up with the stats again. I just submitted the application on behalf of the team and they made my job easy because they had prepared all that stuff.
2: Well, you also went above and beyond too with the next step. So even beyond the scope of making the initial application, once you were selected as a finalist, uh, y'all had to make a video. And then internally, when we were creating the requirements for this contest this had the biggest amount of deliberation of like is it fair to ask for a video we need proof of the app existing and we'd love to see visuals but create as someone that creates video content for a living it is a skill that you have to learn it takes a tremendous amount of time and so uh what do you think about your video really helped your your application stand out I know nothing about creating a
3: video, video production, um, but we were very lucky to have talented folks at the university, uh, folks like Sandra, Mm. um, who helped us make the video. We've got folks who do specialize in video editing and production skills. So we're we're very lucky to be able to lean on those people here. And um, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this idea because it's been a while since we talked about it. But one of the team members had an idea of creating an office-themed video, uh, like from the TV show, The Office, the American version. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the idea was that we would be interviewed uh, in the office set as the background. Uh, and I'm sure there was more to that idea, and it seemed like a really good one, but we didn't have the time to pull it off. And so we just made sure that we hit you know, all the requirements that was um, on the, the video requirement for the Debbie submission.
2: And thinking back, Chuck, correct me if I'm wrong, some of the requirements were were pretty harsh. Uh, like I personally made a example video off of mm-hmm. a fake app that I made. And I even found it challenging on one aspect, which was keeping it under, I think it was five minutes or was it seven? I think it was I five. I think it
0: was five and we may have extended it to seven, but check the rules this year. Yeah, because that was one of the interesting challenges. And to be fair, it, it gives us more of an opportunity to showcase it when the winner is on stage. It was it was tough for Lauren and I to fit our talk track into the amount of footage we actually had to use. <laughs> so it's like, this this group built a uh, integration with Moneris and uh, you know, decreased blah blah blah. And it was like, video's over. Whoo, good, I'm done talking. <laughs> After you made your video and you announced that you were a finalist we had this grill session and and last year we had uh, what a couple of VPs from product and Dave Wright was on there. If I remember right, there were yep. some senior people in the company that were reviewing this. What are your thoughts on, on how that went? Oh, I thought it was interesting and exciting
1: in a way. <laughs> it almost felt like our team was presenting our product in Shark Tank.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's what we
0: were aiming for. So you got
1: yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, well, I can say I was really prepared for it. I was feeling a bit anxious and I've never really done anything like that before. The whole team, like, really did a, a great job and presented it in a really good manner. I think they answered all the questions really well. And in the end, everything just went well. It was was good.
2: Well, y'all absolutely killed it. And obviously that <laughs> amounted to y'all winning. The Devies. Um, one So huge congratulations to you and your entire team for the application that you made. It's a huge accomplishment. You've really set a high bar for this upcoming group of participants. So one thing that I, I like about this podcast, too, is it gives us a platform to also discuss what we could improve in the future since Chuck and I are part of that team. Is there anything that we internally could do better to support the application process or just the contest in general? Is there anything that you would change about it? So before I answer that question, I want to share with
3: the listeners uh, some things that you did well this year and what Debbie's finalists in 2024 might have to look forward to if you continue it. Um, one of the highlights was at the knowledge conference in in Vegas this past year, ServiceNow arranged for a meet and greet for the Devi's finalists, and we were able to get together, those of us that could make it to the conference uh, to meet each other and learn about each other's applications and make connections. We were also able to meet with the the Grill session panel members, some of them um, who I think you said were, were ServiceNow VPs or product managers, executives essentially. Um, And it was really nice to get some of that in-person FaceTime with all of those people. As winners of the Devies, it's hard to provide critical feedback because I feel like we got the ultimate experience. Um, (laughs) 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 If there's one thing, I think more time to complete the video might have been nice. I I Mm. do remember stressing is probably not the right word, but there was a little bit of concern there when the video requirement came out. Um, and like I said, we were so lucky to have other people to lean on for this work. But even then, the timelines felt a little tight, especially since we had a larger dev team that we had to coordinate with. Um, so perhaps just that, maybe a little more time to do the video would have been nice.
0: Good to know. Good to know. Gee, where where are you displaying your trophy? My trophy is at home in a shelf,
1: besides my, like on the side of my TV where everyone can see it. So... It's, it's always a topic of conversation whenever someone goes visits. So
0: yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool.
1: I'm, I can say I'm really proud of of that trophy and
0: what our team accomplished. So you want another one?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you going to defend your title and enter again this year?
3: So, I mean, I would love to, but, um, I'm not sure that we have anything that qualifies right now. I'll definitely give it some thought, uh, the devies is now always kind of in the back of my mind when I'm creating a new application or working with an application Perfect. because I think about what impact the app will have, you know, how many people will it help? How much time will it save? Um, Guilherme, what are you working on? Anything new to submit to the devies this year?
1: Unfortunately, no. <laughs> I'm, oh. Currently I'm only working on automated testing and ServiceNow the automated testing framework, creating tests to maintain our app because we want to make sure that our app is still functional and it will be in the next years with the new updates that ServiceNow will bring. So yeah, currently nothing too major, nothing that's worthy of uh, a price.
0: Well, regardless, we hope to see you at Knowledge24.
2: Yes. Absolutely, (laughs) especially if you're bearing the lead and actually anticipate submitting one anyway. (laughs) We're just kidding. (laughs) speaking to possible participants out there, are there any words of advice that you would leave them with in in the pursuit of winning the Devies?
1: Well, I would say there's many tools out there you can use to help you develop your app. I don't know if many people know about this tool, and I I really like using it. And at this point, it's just a must-have for me. It's the SCN Utils extension. Mm-hmm. For both the browser and the VS Codes, just being able to code outside the browser and having access to IntelliSense just makes the coding experience in ServiceNow a lot easier. Just also having shortcuts and commands in the browser it makes me feel like a power user of ServiceNow. So it, it's really helpful for me and it, I recommend everyone to check it out. And yeah, this is not a pin sponsor. I just really like it.
0: <laughs> Shameless plugs. <laughs>
3: That's nice. You know, I've been working on the ServiceNow platform for what seven years now, and I still haven't started um, using SN Utils. I don't know if I should confess this. <laughs> um, I know of it, but maybe it's about time for me to to learn how to use it, uh, especially if I have Killerm to help me learn it. Um, for me, the one piece of advice um, that I'm reminded of throughout this whole Debbie's process is to keep track of your accomplishments and your impact uh, especially you know those qualitative stats that i mentioned whether it's the number of hours your app saved improvements in csat scores mttr whatever it is the qualitative stats are good to have for both applying to things like the devies but also to show off on your resume to talk about in interviews and things like that.
2: Yes. One thing that I loved about this contest is that it gave developers a reason to aggregate those stats. And oftentimes I would see them posting about it then on LinkedIn after of like, Oh yeah, by the way, I did this really cool thing and I submitted it for the Debbie's. I'm like, yes, to share Kate, like share your successes. Um, as a internal reviewer, I remember a very specific piece of advice as well. And I wonder if Chuck will also have another additional like feedback as a reviewer. Impact does not equal the number of humans that have access to your application. You can give your app access to anybody sometimes, right? But impact is specifically the statistics that impact or for lack of a better word, that leave an impression on those people, right? I could have an application and never use it. So it doesn't really impact me. So when we ask for impact, it's not necessarily the number of people that have access to your application. It's what is it overall doing to those people? And it's multiplied, right? Think of the, the number of users that have access to it as a multiplier, right? Not the impact itself.
0: Y'all are making me smile. <laughs>
2: yeah. Chuck, did you have any internal feedback for potential new Devi's applicants?
0: I agree 100%. Keep track of the stats. Like Nia said, absolutely. It's not just gold for your application. Even if you're not thinking of making an application, it's gold for your resume, for that career history document all mm. the time. I could go down a deep rabbit hole right now into career management, but I won't. That, that's That's what made me smile the most. Like, you you stole my thunder. I was going to say and, but oh. <laughs> you already ended that. So tips for uh, next year's applicants: uh, creativity is always fun. You know, Neo mm-hmm. mentioned they wanted to do the the office setting. Nothing wrong with that in your pitch videos. You know, just make sure you hit those notes that we ask for. Like, hey, we need some mm-hmm. footage of the app as it's being used, and not just screenshots, but you know, scroll down that big long beautiful dashboard you've got. That's what would look good on the big screen as we're presenting your application to thousands of people in the audience and even more online. So that's that's what you want to be thinking about, along of course with
2: you know the stats. Absolutely. Telling a story always helps as well. That's one thing that your application did. I remember from your video did a very good job. It told the story of people interacting with it and how yeah. their day was changed by doing so. So telling a story is one thing that you you learn in sales a lot. And guess what? Uh, y'all sold me on it. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it works indeed.
3: Big kudos to our colleague, Sandra, for that one.
2: Well, that's an interesting point as well. You, you talked about how you utilized resources within your organization to improve your entry. I think that's, that's a worthy point, right? Um, the answer is no until you ask. So sometimes asking others for help on things can pay its returns it doesn't fold right if you have a team at your company that does video production or even something i suggested last time was even looking at fiverr or something like that um it's a, a, an inexpensive way if you're willing to invest a little bit in the video just to take the the burden of editing off your shoulders and focus on the app itself
3: as someone who did not have to create the video other than my introduction clip i would highly recommend that <laughs>
0: Well, thank you both for joining us today. Before we leave, let's let the listener how they can get in touch with you in case they have any questions from the former winners. We'll we'll start with Guy.
1: Well, you can find me on LinkedIn by my name, Guilherme Higgs. Hopefully, you can write it down. If not, uh, you I hope you might find it on the description of the podcast somewhere. Um, and yeah, that's that's the place to to find me LinkedIn.
3: Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn, Ania McCash. Pretty sure I'm the only one out there. I am also on Twitter at the same handle, but I am using Twitter less these days. So LinkedIn is probably the best place to find me.
0: Wonderful. And thank you, wonderful listener, for joining us today. Don't forget to check out the other ServiceNow podcasts. You can find them all at servicenow.com community under the events menu. Subscribe to any of them and this one wherever you find your popular podcasts. totally free, so they're automatically delivered to you. You never miss another episode. Breakpoint is brought to you by ServiceNow. Executive producer would be me and Lauren McManaman. To find out more about the ServiceNow developer program, we invite you to head over to developer.servicenow.com. And once again, thank you very much, Guy and Nia, for sharing with us today.
2: Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Lauren, what do you think? About? Getting ready to start.
2: I'm ready to start.
0: Here we go. Well, hello, Service... I, I, could you guys hear the uh, laughter in the background? Nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waffling on this one. If only... <laughs> My grandfather's name was Guillermo. He was Italian. Fascinating tidbit that will not end up in the podcast. <laughs> Lauren, do you want to do the 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 what do you listen to question? Because I've been talking for a while.
2: I can if you want to. I have the next yeah. question as well, if that's okay.
0: Take it. <laughs> Getting back to the, the, after the video. Let me try that again. So uh, tips for, uh, tips. Oops. We screw up more than you do. And we're supposed to be good at this.
3: Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, I look forward to the future of the Devies. Yay!